Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. One thing you could say, <clears throat> excuse me there, yeah, <laughs> hold on a second, let me try that again. Hang on a second. You doing good? One thing you could say there for sure. Yeah. How about that? Starting off the hour strong. Woo! Yeah, one thing you could say for sure is if you want to break through prayer, you've got to be broken down and not broken as in undone. No, broken as in undone. Not broken as in worthless or crumbled to bits where you can't be used, but broken to the point where God can fill you up. I mean, how many times do Absolutely. we say this here, guys? <laughs> Come on, boob crew. How many times do we have to say this? But blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, God's economy is so, it's so inverted, backwards, reverse, flipped upside down than the economy of the world. And we've yeah. we got to constantly remind ourselves of that. Because everything in our flesh, our nature, pushes us toward the opposite direction. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, breakthrough prayer is an awesome thing, and we're talking breakthrough all week long. And today, breakthrough prayer—that's it's. it's it, there has to be a sense in which we go, man. I I I see my need for God, and I think we pray about a lot of stuff. But are those prayers really sensing? I need God to show up here. Because that's the impetus for breakthrough prayer. I mean, we see it over and over and over and over. I've just been, ever since I got back from Asbury University, um, the Lord's had a, it's, I've had a big revival in my heart. Oh, good. So you can't say revival doesn't happen. I've had a huge revival in my heart that's really, by the way, taken some practical feet to things, really practical stuff. Um, there's myriad things that the Lord's shown me that, okay, let's just change this, this, and this. Really cool, small but huge adjustments in my life. And it's been awesome. But I got to tell you guys, it is so easy to get into ordinary Christian prayers that lack power, lack oomph, and therefore lack any breakthrough. And why, why is that true? From your standpoint, Allie, why is that true? Why does this happen? Why do or? we pray so many prayers that seem so unfulfilled that we really don't have expectation that the next one will be answered? Mm. <laughs> Let's get real I mean, honest here. I think some of it is, some of it is this wrestling that I know that I experience, where it's believing the promises of God, yeah, then also knowing that there's an element of mystery to it, where. You know, you ask what you like. If you ask in my name, it will be given to you. If asking according to the will of God, and it gets, you know that although His promises are true, that doesn't mean you always get what you want, right? Or even what you think He should do. the 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 answer that makes most sense to me is not necessarily His will, right? Oh, hold it. That makes most. The that, answer that makes most sense in my mind. Oh, 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 like God, oh, oh, this yeah, is the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything in me feels like this would be the way to answer this prayer. Yeah. That may not be His will. Yeah, in your will be done. Exactly. So I think there's this wrestling sometimes of knowing that we pray, the outcome is not guaranteed, even though His promises are always true. But isn't it true? I agree with you 100, percent and that is spot on. But isn't it true that if we would but slow down and go? 
okay, God, I've got issue X over here, right? We got issue X. And I'm, God, I want resolution here. But if we say something that we know is in his will, we've got a, I have a severed relationship with a best friend. I'm just role playing here. God, I am in turmoil. But rather than saying, God, fix it, because maybe God's will is not to bring you guys back together again. Right. But maybe his will is that that you find peace in your heart with saying, I have lessons learned from there, and this thing's dead in the water. But it seems to me that if we begin to have prayers that don't look at issues, I think you're right on the money. Not this is what I want you to do, but rather this is the issue that I'm up against here. Mm-hmm. God, I don't know what you want to do, but I am asking you, in your sovereignty, in your power, in your grace, would you move? That prayer is always answered because God's always working. Then it's incumbent on us to keep our eyes open and going, is he going to bring me back together with Sally or is God putting a fork in this relationship with Sally and he's saying, peace, be still, yeah. Or or some other thing according to his will. Yeah, absolutely. Does that make sense, guys? I think so. I think that we have to, I think it's okay to say, you know, say I have a, a sick loved one. It's okay to say, God, I really want this person to be healed, you know, and pray that. However, my heart also has to be open to what God wants to do in the situation, even if it's not what I want in the situation. And I think that when my heart is open to that, it doesn't discourage me as much when the way I want the prayer to be answered isn't doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Okay, coming up here in a moment, I'm going to tell you about a breakthrough prayer. Have you ever prayed and you felt like, yeah, this is going to pick and happen? Yeah. I have faith and I've got this sense in my heart, even though it's a big deal. Hmm. It's going to happen. I feel the spirit of God boiling inside of me. I'm walking with Jesus. I'm praying beside someone that is as resolute as me. We are going to see something. It's going to happen. Well, I had that happen. And coming up, I want to tell you about what happened. Because it's really a cool story. Mm. And it taught me something about breakthrough prayer. It was a game changer. Coming up here, guys, we'll tackle a little bit more breakthrough prayer this morning updates on Asbury University. Oh, I think we've even got a video clip of how it even started. We're going to link all that stuff to you to this morning, guys. Got a good morning on deck here. You know why? The tomb is empty. Got a Sunday morning feeling on a Tuesday Tuesday morning morning here. It's like coffee, but for your ears. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Beautiful Tuesday morning. It's windy out there, by the way. Keep two hands on the wheel. You ever notice when you're driving and you got one hand on the wheel and you get a big old gust of wind, that baby can almost pull your the wheel out of your hand? Oh, Have you oh, ever yeah. had that happen? Yep. When you were in uh, Asbury yeah. in Wilmore, Kentucky last week, I there was so windy here one day, I thought there was something wrong with my car. I was yeah, like, you guys is this were, wind or is this a in, problem? You guys were announcing that on air. It was The funny thing is it was blowing hard down there in Wilmore. I oh, look really? out. I'm in this basement area oh that's the funniest thing by the way so where i set up broadcasting um 
Abby Lobb, great girl. She's their communications director down there. She's been catching me up on what's going on. I had the inside skinny here, Boom Crew, so I'll be sprinkling it all morning long. I got the inside scoop. Yesterday, I got the inside scoop on this. What's going to happen with the revival? I got the inside track. Oh, good. Can't wait to hear about it. Okay, I have not so, heard but, yet. But backing up here. So it's windy, and I'm looking out through these windows of kind of right below the auditorium where the revival is happening, right below, and 20 feet down, up a stairwell, and boom, there you are. And you guys kept hearing it, right, while mm -hmm. I was broadcasting. And uh, we get through an hour, of the, getting through about it, the first hour of programming, you guys didn't even know everything that was going on. And all of a sudden, this teacher's aide walks in and goes, we got Western Civ in here in 15 minutes. <laughs> So I got my whole radio station set up in this classroom because Abby. To be teaching a class. Well, Abby didn't know that that class was in there. She checked the schedule because they're keeping classes going while this revival's going, and they're letting kids opt out and um, doing makeup stuff if they need to. They don't want to stop the spirit there, but they got to keep it going. So I'm in the middle of a segment with you, and a jit, right, my right hand man, is at the. Could you hear him there? Al, yeah. Al, you could hear that. <laughs> the board so, back here. <laughs> so I'm in the middle of a segment with you guys, and a jit's back in the back of the room going, because kids are starting to pour in, and a jit's going, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> so funny. We'll, we'll get out of here. I hear him saying, we'll get out of here, I promise, but just for a second. And <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. great. That's great. So yeah, it was windy that morning, but we. So on that next break, that's why I had to check out for about 10 minutes. We are unplugging Wi-Fi. We're unplugging microphones. We're wow. unplugging 150-foot mic cable that goes upstairs to the auditorium. And I'm going finding an office of an adjunct professor across the way. And he's got a picture of his wife and kids and all this stuff on the desk. And I said, before we set up camp, could somebody call this guy? To make sure this is really okay. Because <laughs> yeah, we're taking yeah. over his Yeah, because right? we're taking it over for, and this one's for two days. I can't keep, I was kind, but I said, we can't keep moving. This is hard on the equipment, you know, because these are, this is, this is radio equipment. Yeah. So they said, yeah, man, let's check it. They were so gracious. But, um, yeah, really cool stuff down there. All to say, it's windy out there today, guys. <laughs> See, I knew where we were. And we're back. We're back. We're back. Um, Coming up here in a minute and a half, have you ever had breakthrough prayer? And I think what I want you to learn to do, Boom Crew, is to pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And when you pray that way, I think you can actually pray more boldly by faith for radical things. Does that make sense? Yes. I really believe that. When you pray... Not my will, Lord, but your will be done. It opens you up to, might it be God's will to do a radical healing here? Something miraculous? i got to share this story with you. Breakthrough prayer in Togo, West Africa, in the middle of an area that I was certain I was going to get Ebola or malaria Ooh. or something. I mean, it was rough, but God was moving. <laughs> Hang on. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, guys, let me break this down for you. Let me give you three things from Scripture that will really help reorient your prayer. I don't know why. I'm getting... If I do this show for two or three or four more years or whatever guided wills, 
or whatever, maybe longer than that. I wanted to go to 2030, Lord willing. But I might just come in and just start crying and then four hours later then stop crying. Because <laughs> I'm getting more emotional the older I get. Okay. Can't help it. Um, so let me give you a couple of prayer principles from James, the half-brother of Jesus. This is breakthrough prayer principles. You do not have because you do not ask. That's number one. Okay. A breakthrough prayer means you gotta, you gotta, sometimes you gotta ask. ask. Okay. Yeah. All right. And by the way, any healthy mom or dad loves to have a little kid come up and go, hey, is there, could, is there any way I could get some new jeans for school? Because mine are so out of style and they're horrible and they're tattered. <laughs> they're worn out. And guess what? Any healthy mom or dad would go, oh, thank you for sharing that. We didn't maybe know that or mm -hmm. it's good for you to just articulate. God wants you to tell him what you need and what you're asking for. Sometimes you don't have because you just don't open your mouth and ask. Yeah. But another one is this one. And when you ask... You do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives that you may squander it on your pleasures. In a sentence, make sure your asking is not for your benefit alone. What do we find everywhere in Scripture? It's for the glory of God. Now, some think, well, that's just great. So I'm going to ask and I'm going to ask for the glory of God. Glory of God always boomerangs back to you. There is always fruit born out of this for you. So you got to open your mouth and ask, and then you ask, not for yourself, but God, you be glorified. And what do we find? Not my will, but yours be done. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And what all that's saying is, God, you have the vantage point. You have the perspective. Your will is the best. Would we agree with that? Yes. yes. Always. Come on. I don't care if it's getting the nation of Israel out of captivity, out of sands of spiritual ambiguity, into the promised land, Joshua kicking booty on the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, and the every other ite that was out there. Always, God's will is the best, and it has great fruit born. It is to God's glory that you bear much fruit. John 15. So, Praying God's glory and his will be done always has great after effects for his kids. God's getting glory. His kids are getting good stuff for yeah. them. Yeah. So the question is, are we going to pray that way? And what happens when we pray that way? Coming up, minute and a half. Uh, we were in Togo, West Africa. My bride and I walked into, we were with Compassion International. It's a great international ministry. Great group of people, by the way. They don't do anything to help a person that isn't directly linked to the gospel. They work through churches on the ground, which is so great because that's what parachurch organizations yeah. are supposed to do. They're supposed to work alongside the church. And we were in a place that they said, don't go near that water over there. It's got all kinds of disease in it. And I mean, just walking into this area, I'm like, all right, man, we're going to get Ebola or something's going to come and get us because it just had that feel mm -hmm. of, sure. whoa, there's sickness in the air. But we walked into a room, concrete little, our whole house was a concrete square that was, I'm trying to get the accurate dimensions here, 
10 by 10. That was their home. Okay. That was it. And we met the family and met the dad, and instantly we knew something was wrong. We sat down and began to get the story. Why, why can't you work, I asked him. Why can't you work? He hasn't been able to work in two years. The guy pulls up his dress. He couldn't wear pants. Hmm. How humiliating. Hmm. He pulls up his dress, kind of a piece of cloth wrapped around like, uh, remember those skirts that those girls wore? They, they draped them around, then they put pins in them, oh, big yeah. old bobby pins yeah. back in the day. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's, that's what he had. He had a draped around piece of cloth pinned, and he pulls it up. And it was very appropriate, but he pulls pulls it back, and he reveals this tumor that's a size, no joking, guys, of a picking youth football hmm. dangling off of him. And we're like, oh. We began to pray, and we thought that thing was going to drop on the floor. Hmm. I mean, we did. We're praying. We're, there's three of us in there, my bride and I and one other, a, a Compassion International rep. And we all three thought, this thing's going to hit the deck, man. We're going to get a healing here today. Yeah. We'll tell you the rest of the story coming up. New to the show? Stick around for a while. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, guys, we're talking breakthrough prayer, and and we want you to, man, I want you, we want you to begin to pray uh, in a way that you can really believe God for something amazing, because we don't have, we don't have because we don't ask, and sometimes we ask, we ask with the wrong motives, that we may, according to James, the problem was they were wanting to get answers to prayer to spend it on their own pleasures. Now, you might say, oh, great, so no answered prayer has pleasure. No, it has pleasure, but that we redirect our prayers. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praying to a sovereign, all-knowing, omnipotent, omniscient, om- omnipresent God changes our prayers. We now pray knowing, ooh, God's got a vantage point like we don't have. A quick, um, crazy subplot that proves this. Commercial fishing in Alaska, we always fished with our eyes at sea level. It's all we could see. The summer that we hired a spotter pilot, oh, baby cakes, I couldn't believe it. We hired the spotter pilot. He's up there at 3,000 feet. Yeah. We hired a super cub. He's up there flying around. It was the first summer they let us hire spotter pilots. Not everyone in the fleet had spotter pilots. Hmm. We did. And we got the spotter pilot, and he's like, I'll, I'll never forget one day. He's like, go south, go south. We're on the, uh, we're on the uh, south shore of Ugashik, um, way, way south on the Alaskan coast. And, I mean, we're out in some big seas. Huge sea swells are coming in, and he's saying, go south. And there's guys that have their nets out, and fish are hitting the nets. And I'm yelling at Marvin up in the flying bridge. I'm like, Marvin, the fish are everywhere here. He says, the spotter says, keep going. I'm like, are you seeing? He says, I see the fish, but the spotter pilot's saying, keep going. <laughs> so the spotter pilot's seeing this massive fish that we can't see. And I'm like, throw out the picket net. There are fish all over here. <laughs> and I mean, I was, can you imagine me as a young man hungry for 
bringing in all those fish and yeah. standing in the stern of that boat. <laughs> and I'm ready to throw 300 <laughs> yards of net out into the water. And he said, keep going, keep going, go another couple clicks. And on Lorraine coordinates, I don't know what that is, another half mile or something. And we're going and going and going. Now we're past the boats. And I'm thinking, we're going past the fish. Spotter pilot, don't lie. He said to Marvin, throw it out. Marvin yells at me from the flying bridge, throw it out, throw it out. It's about a two-foot orange buoy. And attached to that buoy is a rope that's got all the gear attached to it. I throw it out. And we start laying out that gear. The minute we start laying out the gear, the gear just, it's called smoke on the water. When I call, say smoke on the water, all this is, <laughs> is all you can see is 300 yards by the time we got it out of the net on fire. Mm, Fish awesome. are pouring in there so picking fast. That spotter pilot put us into the absolute middle of a school of millions of salmon. Wow. That's God's vantage point. I bogged down my whole story by doing that spotter pilot story from Alaska, but that's 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 God's vantage point here, yeah. guys. So now back to Togo, West Africa. So we're praying for this guy's tumor. He's got a tumor dangling between his legs, guys. I know that sounds graphic, but this is just reality. He's got a tumor dangling between his legs the size of a youth football. I'm not exaggerating. It is a huge chunk of flesh that, according to, I found out later from surgeons that knew this, what was going on. He's got internal organs that have drooped mm. into this thing. And th intestines. Yeah, makes it very hard to deal Can't with and to function. remove. Yeah, Dude, if you had a golf ball size thing like this, you'd be in pain. Yeah. He's in pain. He can't work. We're praying. God, deliver him. And I was expecting we we're going to hear a thump. So was my bride. So was the other gentleman with us. Lift our heads. No thump. I'm like, okay. Bummer. We're going to continue to pray for you, brother. We're going to continue to pray. And we did. Now, two days later, we're heading out of the country. And I still got this guy on my heart, but now it's starting to fade a little bit. Right. Truth be told, it's fading a lot bit. Sure. We're checking in. We get through. We get our tickets. Another young lady that's with us, she gets hung up ticket counter. She yells at us, they don't have me on record here at all, guys. Go ahead to the gate. And we're like, we're not going to get separated from her. We're in this thing together. So we're standing there, and somebody says, let's go over here and sit down and take a load off. There's a few chairs in this little waiting area. Go over there, sit down, strike up a conversation with this couple, elderly couple, sweet couple. You can just tell they're just seasoned folks. And then we find out they're seasoned in Christ Jesus. And we're like, really? What do you do over here? Oh, we... Uh, we head up a little surgical team that comes down here and does surgeries in Togo in the name of Jesus. Really? What kind of surgeries do you do? And do you know anything about like tumors that are dangling off someone that look like a like a youth football? Oh yeah. What's tell me more about that? We tell him a little bit more and he says, We have a team on the ground. They're rarely here, but they're here for a couple more weeks. We're heading back to Canada. I believe they were heading back to Canada. It, and um, we can we can take care of this man for you. 
I said, what do you mean you can take care mm-hmm. of this man? We can pick him up, transport him. We can do pre-op. We can do the operation. We can do post-op, and we can transport him back after a good time in the hospital. I said, what's that going to set us back? He said, we can do all that for $500. Wow. Whew. It's incredible. We took a little love offering right there. We came up with 500 bucks, put it on the barrel head. We, we got cash together, guys, and laid it down there. And two months later, we got word back from Togo, West Africa, that this precious man that wanted so badly to provide for his family was back at work. Listen to me. You don't have because you don't ask. And sometimes you ask with the wrong motives. But if you pray for the glory of God to be put on display and your will be done, You'll begin to pray now, looking around, going, okay, whoa, oh, oh, somebody's held up at a ticket counter. Or or um, I had to take an early exit because of some wreck way up ahead, and that might be God's divine appointment with someone, something that is an answer to a prayer that was prayed back down the road a piece. You got to believe this stuff, guys. We got to start believing in a miracle work in God today, today. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We got a resource for you. If you want to, this story, Carl captured it just in a little blog of a story he just told out of Togo, West Africa, with some scripture, some encouragement. If you have gotten discouraged in prayer and just heard, got a sweet text from someone who's thanking us for this discussion because they've gotten discouraged in prayer, this is for you. Just text the word WATCH to 312-274-9624. WATCH to 312-274-9624. Get more from your morning show. Check us out on social media. Just search Carl and Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. All right, I gave Allie a question. What's your answer, sister? Restate the question. The question is, what are, what's going to need to happen to move from just, you know, when Christianity gets diluted to the point where we pray because that's what we ought to do, and we want to see it resurrected back to we pray because we have a God who hears and boy, we don't have because we don't ask, or when we ask, we have with the wrong motives, and we got those two cleared away. It's like I got no dog in this hunt, God, except your glory, and I want to see the answer, which is a great way to be. And then we pray, Your will be done, and we're praying with our head on a swivel, and we're really watching for Him to work. How do we get there, Allie? I mean, I think if you can think of times in your life where you've gone through real trial, where you had. Prayer was not difficult. Prayer is not difficult in seasons where we feel desperate. At least that's been true for me. Yeah, okay, so let's break that down. I'm thinking live, real time here. I I think prayer, I think crying out to God is way more plausible when you're desperate, without a doubt. Right. So that's the, that's the first thing is really becoming aware of our need for God beyond just there's this specific situation I need him to fix. So awareness of need is, is a big part of that. Yeah, so awareness of need is huge. But then how do we pray? Not only your will be done, but if you look at, if you watch the great saints, man, all throughout the scripture, 
They prayed, and then they're like, all right, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? I mean, there is something really cool about that. And that's what God's been, t- the, the Togo story really taught me that. I think God wanted to build my faith that way. But how do we begin to pray with our head on a swivel where we're really expecting God then to do something? I need the answer, Allie. <laughs> I, mean, I think that that's a Holy Spirit thing, not to give the yeah. Sunday school answer, but that's not something that we can yeah. just decide today I'm going to, in my strength, I'm going to be paying attention I don't know that it's that simple. I think that we can choose to, but I think we almost have to have an experience where we taste and see that the Lord is good and see, oh, wow, this actually happens. God answers prayer sometimes in ways that I never expected, Yeah, and he showed me. It's really a cool thing. This isn't easy, but, man, it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's not easy at all, but but like you said, when we see God move in that way, our eyes are, you know, certainly more in tune to look around a little bit. I know for me, uh, I shared, I think just a couple of weeks ago that Shannon and I, we were looking for a house. We came under contract for one or started to and was immediately dipped out. The guy said, never mind and bye-bye. And we were like, we prayed for this. Why isn't this happening? It seemed Why perfect. Yeah, it seemed perfect. But it wasn't until we got the place that we're living in now that we realized we couldn't have handled that place financially, and God was saving us from it. We just didn't realize it. And it, it makes us look back now to where, you know, we've we've encountered some difficult things. And we say, you know what? I don't know what God is doing, and it hurts right now, but I know he's doing something. That's a great perspective. And we just have to let it be. And, and so, yeah, seeing those things happen, you know, helps us to look around a little bit more and have a little bit more confidence in him. This is why journaling things that you're praying about is so important. Very important. I mean, I'm not a big journaler. I will admit that. But I have in my journal, in my pack, sitting right here. Yeah. My daughter bought me that Timbuktu pack a few years ago. And that's been my go-to pack. And in that pack is my journal. And I have right now five present things that I'm praying about that I'm I'm living with my head on a swivel. But I got to tell you. Based on my experience with God over this 39-plus years now of walking with him, I'm telling you, you can pray believing. Our God moves. It's yeah. crazy. And sometimes does. we underestimate how he's moving. A lot of times we underestimate it. It's almost like <laughs> that that flip has to get, or that switch has to get flipped yeah. again, where we are reminded of why we pray, what prayer is. We go back to the word of God and are see his promises and see that he really does delight to meet the needs of his kids. Yeah. It's almost like you need that fire lit under you again to go, okay, I'm going to pray differently today. I love it. Okay. Coming up minute and a half. We do have a resource for you. We're going to recap this thing with cliff notes. And then um, we are hoping that this leads to breakthrough prayer. I didn't even know we were going to use this blog, but I think this could, because sometimes when you hear stories like this, you go, well, Shazam, maybe I better be looking around a little bit more. And then forecasting here, we've got a cool, cool thing for you. We got inside scoop. We got the inside scoop on what's going on at Asbury uh, because I talked to communications director yesterday from down there. Really cool stuff that's happening and what she's praying that leadership is going to be proposing um, today, but we're going to hear it here first. And then, um, man. We've got this, uh, an audio clip of how it all began. Some of you might have heard that there was a guy that was preaching in a chapel 
we've got the audio of this guy preaching in a chapel that led to what we now know as an Asbury outpouring or awakening, whatever you want to call it. So we've got a lot going on. Coming up, minute and a half, though, we got a link for you. Hang on. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Space in the word he said, but it was something like, well, that was ineffective or that went nowhere. You know what I said earlier? Because I had it pinned down. It's, his name is Zach. I'm speaking about the guy that was speaking at Asbury Chapel here just a week ago. Tomorrow, two weeks two ago weeks tomorrow. Ago, yeah. yeah, Only two weeks ago. And he's, what a dude. I think he said something like that was a stinker. He calls his wife right when he gets done preaching, like most preachers do. Oh, yeah. And he got down, his wife's at home, and he got done preaching, and he goes, ah, that, was, that wasn't much, or that was a stinker. He thought, he thought he stunk it up. It was a great metaphor that he used. But he used an itchy sweater metaphor. He was hoping that the words that he had shared from the scriptures that day would become like an itchy sweater, and that is you just got to do something with it. Oh, that's good. I like that. That's really good. I thought it was good. <laughs> that's funny. I'm going to steal it, Zach. It, God used it to lead a revival. I think I'm going to use that Amen. metaphor somewhere. Um, and I had this compilation sent to me. You know how I got this video from South Africa. Someone sent it. What? Yeah. Wow. Somebody sent it from South Africa. Wow. Jenny Smith, whose husband is now stateside, she was here, but she follows everything that's going on in America from South Africa. She sent this to Steve, and Steve sent it to me. Wow. It's crazy how this <laughs> stuff goes around the world. That's good stuff. So the best audio video compilation I've found is uh is this and have we got it loaded we do okay now what this is is you're going to hear interviews you're going to hear worship but what it is it's it's a video compilation of a to z where we stand how this whole thing started and where we are today and uh we are we going to be able to make this link available when we're done here uh yeah, we can work on that. Okay, we're going to work on getting this link available because then you get to see it and hear yeah. it. All right? Take a listen to this. Do not leave here before you learn about the love of God. Experience the love of God so you can pour it out. Pour it out. Pour it out. And he will fill you back up. Asbury, the world needs this kind of love. Needs it. Syria and Turkey need this kind of love. Your mom and dad need this kind of love. The teammates on your team, the people on your floor, Wilmore, Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky, the United States needs this kind of love. They need a bunch of Christians experiencing the love of God so they can pour out the love of God, not through their own efforts and not through their own knowledge, but because they are filled with his love. Amen? You can, you can tell I take this serious? I pray that this sits on you guys like an itchy sweater. And you gotta itch, you gotta take care of it. So, experience his love. Become the love of God by experiencing the love of God, amen? Amen. So Jesus, I pray as we continue to worship, I pray that people would, would forget any of the intensity and passion of, of Zach it would fall to the ground like dust. But Holy Spirit, if you spoke to anyone as they can pursue freedom, 
They can experience more of your love to be poured out, to love others, to become love in action. Would you produce fruit in this room, in these souls, these minds, and these hearts? We pray specifically for the seniors that as they prepare to go, that they would be filled with the love of God so they can pour out the love of God. Jesus, do a new thing in our midst. Revive us by your love. And we all said, amen. discuss to continue singing or anything we just were singing into the mics and we just kept going we left the stage um, and a couple students stayed and literally I don't remember time being like an issue at all we just kept singing and it just multiplied it just kept multiplying I was like all right we're just gonna be around here for one or two more songs we're gonna go to class but then like there was just like something in my soul was like no 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 like you just gotta stay here and so like, I just, I just stayed. And then I, I thought a little while later, I thought I had only been there for maybe, maybe like 20 extra minutes. It had been like three hours. Um, it just, it just started turning into something bigger and crazier. saving people and people are rededicating their lives to Christ. There was a 65 year old man that one of my friends talked to and he said but before this, he, he's a pastor and he said, I, I didn't believe the spirit can move in this way. And then chapel starts and immediately we just see people flooding in and God said, revival isn't hype. It's ordinary people who are hungry. It's ordinary people who are hungry. And he said, Gates, I'm gonna need you to go to the altar. And I'm like, I don't wanna go to the altar. <laughs> and he's like, go to the altar. And I go to the altar and worship starts. And he's like, this is revival, look left. And I look left and there's this young college woman getting prayed over by an older woman. And he says, look right. And then there's this young guy praying over an older guy. And he says, look behind you. And everyone's just raising their hands. And he said, Gage, this is revival. It isn't hype. It's ordinary people crying out for a move of God in our generation. And I'm here to talk to everybody in this room who is hungry. What an honor. What an honor it is to be here. Revival's real. It isn't just a story we've heard.
learn about. It's come, and it's not just come here today, but it's about to spread out to the nations. It's about to spread out to the United States. And I'm here to talk to every young person in this room. I just gave my life a year and a half ago to Christ, and it has been the greatest thing I have ever done. I left everything, and I'm here to talk to every young person in this room. Forget the job, forget the girl, forget the guy, forget everything. He's worthy, he's worthy, and I'm here. And I'm just saying, oh, it's such an honor. If you don't feel that joy inside of you, I don't know what's going on. It's real. Amen. That's just uh, about a five-plus-minute snippet of the progression of the awakening. And if you see it in the video, it's a YouTube clip that um, I it's imperfect, but it works. You get a snippet of just the progression from Zach preaching a little devotion that he told his wife when he's done. He's like, well... That was another lame message. He felt like he had been on a run of late, lame messages as of late. God used that. It was a powerful, powerful message that God used, and the rest is history. So come and check it out. You'll get a kick out of this, man. You'll see little snippets. And having been at Asbury, this is so accurate. It represents it really well. Just text the word love to 312-274-9624. It started with a message about love. So we gave you the keyword love to 312-274-9624. Talking breakthrough all week long. And uh, let me just ask you this right now. I'm going to ask you this right now. What breakthrough do you need in your life? And by the way, needing breakthrough, I think some there's some words like success and prosperity. Those have been co-opted by some crazies out there. But breakthrough is something else that get kind of diminished. It's like, dare we, dare we pray for breakthrough? Uh, I mean, God's given us his son. He, we've got new life. Dare we br- pray for breakthrough? And the answer is absolutely we pray for breakthrough. The question is, what does it look like? Allie spent some time with Dr. Thrasher, and oh my, this guy's got it, doesn't he? My goodness, he his kind of insight and wisdom on prayer is just incredible. I am, by the way, I don't know how I got chosen for this job, but I got, I'm proofing, reading his next book on what do you do when your prayer life has died. And it is amazing. It's wow. so good. But hang on, that's going to be coming up here shortly. But again, you want this link. We got a link for you. Just text the word love to 312-274-9624. Yeah, you heard the audio. Now you get the visual with it. It's a YouTube clip, a compilation of everything where Asbury Revival began with the words of the preacher, Zach, a neat young man, and to where it is today, right now. Text word love to 312-274-9624. Breakthrough prayer coming up. Giving hope directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. You know, I started going to the intercession ministry at our at my church, and it's a focused time of prayer. And I noticed something that 30 minutes, 45 minutes, I started to get really tired. And I looked around, and there were people who were in much better, I'll call it prayer shape, than I was. I felt like a runner who had not been conditioned as well as the runners around me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's a good analogy. <laughs> Dr. Bill Thrasher, I'm going to bring you in here. Sometimes we feel like we're a little bit out of shape when it comes to praying, that it, it feels like mm. a, like a, this is a marathon and maybe I haven't been training. Is that a good way to mm. think about prayer or am I off on that? 
Well, I think you're much more on than off. And I think the encouragement of what, what God has already done in your life is to show you the necessity of it, yes. which I'm not sure any of. And I, I think of Peter's life that I've talked about when our Lord was about to ask his three closest human companions to join him in that crucial time in Gethsemane. And he told him, in a sense, that, look, you're going to deny me. And he said, I will never deny you. Even if I have to die for you, I'll never deny you. I think he really meant that. So when he was called to that prayer meeting, he slept. So you're ahead of him. <laughs> you know, the idea, I think he really meant that. He loved Christ. Yeah. But the next time he was called to a prayer meeting, uh, in fact, you're there. He's in the upper room, and he's beginning to understand as he pondered, Lord, it is true. Apart from you, I can do nothing. And, you know, I think that's even we need that energy in our prayer. Yes. And I think that's what you're saying. And so I think God honors every baby step forward. And so we praise God. We don't become marathon runners overnight. Dr. Bill Thrasher oversees the master's program in spiritual formation and discipleship here at Moody Bible Institute. He's written a couple of books on prayer, A Journey to Victorious Praying, one of my favorites. And then he's got a new book coming out in July, How to Resurrect a Dead Prayer Life. When we talk about breakthrough in prayer, what are we talking about? What is it? What do you think even is the aim of that breakthrough? Is it to see a prayer answered or is it something else? Prayer is really literally how God works. And I think that we may be shocked. We may not be shocked at the people that come and worship on Sunday morning. And inwardly, they have given up. They've gone from Peter saying, okay, I can do it. I'll never deny you to I can't do it. Yeah. And there is, in the deep level, uh, in some areas of life, there's despair. There's the only way you can explain why is it perfectly acceptable to be half-hearted. In fact, if you're zealous in the Christian life, you're zealous, you're sort of a fanatic. Uh, in any other area, you know, that would be applauded. It's applauded in athletics. It's applauded in business. And so people are really in their deep hope that they do need God to put a deep sense of hope. That I think they think that, hey, it, it doesn't really work. The preacher doesn't think it does either. But we'd fire, he knows we'd fire him if he'd said that. And I'd say if it doesn't work, let's all get out of it. But it does. And, you know, God wants to bring us back in a sense there in prayer to say, you know, I was totally inadequate to save myself, totally inadequate. I had to trust Jesus totally 100 percent. And that brought salvation. That is the essence of prayer. Okay, whatever our need is or anybody's need, listen to us right now at this moment, physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, I have to look to Christ 100%, and he's adequate one moment at a time. So I think it's that hope. Sometimes we don't know where the next step is going to come from. I think I was talking to somebody today. I said, I know what Paul meant when he says, apart from the mercy of God, I lose heart. But he says, God has kept me going. God in his mercy has renewed my inner man. God is the one who gives encouragement and endurance. Mm -hmm. And so that hope, we are all in a battle. I appreciate in uh, the first edition of my prayer book, Journey of Victoria's Praying, the dear late Elizabeth Elliot, she described herself this way in a very kind endorsement. She said this about herself, that godly, godly woman whose husband was martyred and, and she was greatly used to God and to promote missions and yeah. many, many other things. She said, as a born worry ward like my father, I've had, I totally agree. I've heard to learn to seek his face. I agree with Dr. Thrasher that in God's kindness, he shows us how to cast our anxiety upon him. Mm. So yes, there's natural tendencies in all of our life. We need God's help. And so God wants that breakthrough to put hope any area of your life, sometimes we see a problem and we don't see the need. And I don't even know what a solution could be, but God can make what? 
he can take a rock and he can make a pool of water out of it. He can take a flint and he can make a fountain of water. I was meditating on that verse today, Psalm 114.8. And that's what God wants to say to us. He wants to give us that deep, deep hope in our spirit. I can understand how a person despairs of all of life. I know that comes from the pit of hell. Yeah. But a person says, hey, man, if there's just a way out of here, I want life is so painful, I just want to get out of here. We know that comes from the pit of hell. But our devil specializes in that. But our Lord can overcome that Absolutely. and grant hope to our spirits. Mm. So maybe you need some of that hope this morning. Dr. Bill Thrasher, our guest this morning. Coming up, maybe you are discouraged in your prayer life or you feel like, man, mm. oh, what like Dr. Thrasher says, what, what is the point? What are we doing here? Four breakthroughs that he wants to mm. share with you coming up. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. So your prayer life feels dry, feels dull. Maybe you can't remember the last time you prayed at all other than maybe for your food. Dr. Bill Thrasher joining us right now. Four breakthroughs in prayer. I want you to give us the first two. The first two is what I alluded to in our first segment. It's coming to the point of realizing what Jesus said, that apart from him, we can do nothing. It's realizing what happened in Peter's life. Brokenness is the breakthrough we need to realize what I'm not enough prayer is what is our life breath. It's the engine of your car, not just a spare tire. And so to, to see that aspect of it. The second is a person, okay, I bought into the idea I can't do it. I've had that breakthrough. We've gone from I can do it to I can't do it. And that can be despair. And so inwardly, in very subtle ways, we give up. And there the breakthrough is God wants to put hope in your spirit in every area of your life, even in those problems we don't know how to solve. And he can what? He can give a breakthrough that we need, uh, that we can't see. We can't even envision the solution. So whatever it may be, God wants to put hope in your spirit. Until there's hope, it doesn't matter what anybody says. We've already decided it won't work. Those are the first two. Give me an example of how you've seen this. uh, Pick one, one of these first two, how this has played out in your own life, Dr. Thrasher. Yeah. Well, I remember spending much of a day uh, with a godly, godly man. He had been a student years ago, and and he was doing very well. But privately in his life, there was something that he says, I just got to talk to you about. So we, I spent almost a day telling him everything that had ever helped me in regard to dealing with temptation. When we came at the end of the day and we prayed, we prayed about a lot of things, but we came praying about this. He says, Lord, please help me. I said, stop. I said, you're not praying in light of who you are in Jesus. Uh, he says, you're right. He, he prayed and then he went his way. I was tired. It was weary. It was the end of the day, but I had a prayer burden that I've never had to, the, to that degree at that point in my life. Wow. And all I could think of was out of Ephesians 1, 15 to 23, Lord, give him hope. Lord, give him power. Lord, give, I felt driven by God. 30 minutes, I just waited for the next day to call him. And as I talked to him on the phone, I told him what I just told you. And he began to chuckle and he says, let me tell you exactly what's happened in that time. God began to show me that this area has tripped, not got me up, but I since generations ahead of me, it tripped up. And I began to pull off my book, a, a book by Mark Beebeck on warfare praying. He dates that as the beginning of the breakthrough. He's been a pastor. He's been a missionary. He's been a pastor to pastors. He's come back to Moody and told that story, basically, oh. meeting with me. And so years ago, served on our alumni board. So a godly, godly man overflowing with hope. The devil specialized in throwing those fiery darts of despair. And so the fact that we can pray hope into our life, we can pray hope into others' lives is an incredible thing. And so that's that breakthrough that means so much to me. 
So it starts with being able to see your need, recognizing that you cannot do it apart from him. And then that second piece is allowing God to put hope in your spirit. Give us those next two breakthroughs that we need. The next one is, is also rooted in that prayer of Ephesians 1. Never underestimate how cruel the devil is and how he beats people down. You know, the, the prayer there is, I pray you, that you would know with certainty the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints. How rich and how glorious it is mm. that what? That you are God's inheritance. Psalm 94, 14, don't forsake your people. Don't forsake your inheritance, he says. So our inheritance is something we treasure. It's one of the ways God says that he treasures us. He calls us his treasured ones in Psalm 83, 3. I remember a dear lady, uh, this really was a breakthrough in her life. She'd been plagued all of her life with thoughts that were certainly come from the pit of hell. But the breakthrough was when a discerning man of God came up to her and he says, I want to just tell you one thing. You're not just a piece of dirt. You know, she said all of her life she had seen herself more no more valuable wow. than a piece of dirt. Wow. That we can pray in a sense that truth. You know, we, we need to listen to the Lord. But whoever you the most significant person in your life, your perception of what they think of you is the most that's a controlling thought of what you think, how you view yourself. And so when God erects himself as the most significant input and we begin to listen to him, we can take that shield of faith and knock down some of those other thoughts that certainly we all battle against. Wow. Dr. Bill Thrasher, our guest this morning. Did I miss one? Did we get number four in yet? Well, number four is that is that incredible part of just knowing his power. It's really it's it's helping a person transform. Yes, Christian life, the Christian life is a labor and it is striving, but it is laboring and striving. The breakthrough is when we see we learn to labor and strive according to Colossians one twenty nine, according to his power which supernaturally works within us. A dear man of God, I met him when he was 92. He was a grandfather of one of my students. Uh, David Bright calls him the grandfather of the prayer movement in America, Armin Gessman. Um, but he, he, he would say, and he wasn't just trying to be cute with words, that working is drudgery. Working for the Lord is dreary. But working with the Lord is delight. Hmm. And it's learning to work with the Lord. And that's what he, this prayer, this incredible prayer in Ephesians 1, 19 to 23, I think maybe one of the most powerful prayers in the Bible, that you would know the surpassing greatness of his power toward you who believe, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him in his, in his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. Now he's going to tell us in Ephesians 6, that's where your ultimate battle is against that well-organized spiritual force that are wiser than you, more powerful than you. But he seated you with Christ, and he wants you to know the authority that that's seated Christ far above all these rules and authority and put all things under his feet, that we would know that power. You know, we have great forces, in a sense, that are that are seeking to hinder. I mean, there, there makes absolutely no sense in the darkness of our day while we are asleep. I mean, we got problems that only God can solve. Yeah. <laughs> and so crying out to him really is hope uh, in any area of our life. Oh, this is rich. You're you're dear to let me share these things, and I appreciate that, and thank you so much. Dr. Bill Thrasher, our guest this morning, his new book, How to Resurrect a Dead Prayer Life. you got to wait till uh, a couple more months for this one. This one's going to be out in July. In the meantime, check out victoriouspraying.com. Some helpful encouragement for you there, victoriouspraying.com. And I know if you're listening, you're driving, you're going, I didn't get the verses, I didn't get the points. I'll get all that organized for you and get that up on our Facebook and Instagram page, Carlin Crew Mornings. So check it out there. Dr. Thrasher, thanks for joining us this morning. My pleasure. God bless you. God bless you as well. Going deeper in our relationship with Jesus. We're Carlin Crew Mornings.
we pray and we seek the face of God. And because he has a vantage point we don't have, we have breakthrough prayer because we now begin to pray, not just like this perfunctory, we pray like sometimes like we go to church because like we pray, you know. That's what I, we do. Yeah, I quit praying over dinner that way. I now try to pray over dinner like I mean it. Pray like I actually mean it. Yeah. Not like because I'm like, you know, God's neat, let's eat. Yeah. You know, I thought that was real cool prayer when I was a junior higher. Because you could eat quicker. And plus I was lost. Yeah, too. So, <laughs> but no, no, we, we pray earnestly and confidently that our God is sovereign, mighty, and he, if you look at scripture, every time guys rejected idols in their dominant culture, tore down those idols completely, rent their robes, <laughs> tore their t-shirt open, and said, God, I'm all yours. Now give me direction. Boom, God did. Yeah, I like that. God did. Should we, should we believe anything less? Should we believe anything less? I'm asking you, boom crew, come on now. We got a God that hears and he loves to answer prayer. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we're, we're saying. God, bring heaven down. Bring your will down. Let it, let, let it be lived out here. We're asking you a question right now. Have you seen a real breakthrough in prayer? That could look a lot of different ways, but you tell us about your breakthrough prayer. 312 274-9624. Wanda in Chicago, thanks for calling in. What's your story, Wanda? Good morning. Sorry, a little nervous here, shaking. No, 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 no problem. We're good. I, I don't bite, and Allie just nibbles, so it's good. <laughs> I just wanted to share this because I promised that I would I would glorify the Lord through this, but um, I, my husband had a business with my daughter, and uh, it didn't go so well. And it, it was well for a few months, for a few years, but it didn't go so well. And he stopped working about the end of uh, summer. And, you know, our need for, we have a large family and we have a, a you know, a need for, you know, good for our finances to be okay. And um, so, uh, you know, I've been praying and I've been trusting the Lord and I've been, you know, walking in faith, you know, and, um, and one day uh, my husband and I, we decided to get on our knees and pray because we knew that money was getting low. And so we got on our knees and we started praying. And I can't remember if, you know, if uh, we had just stopped praying or if we were just, you know, we, but we had just prayed together about it and for direction where to go because we're selling our house. And um, somebody showed up and rang our doorbell. So my husband answered from the camera phone and the guy's like, hey, you know, I'm a scout and um, uh, we're, we, we saw your house and we're interested. And, you know, he's talking about Chicago Fire. And so my husband's like, let me let, let me go downstairs. Hold on. And so he went downstairs and he spoke to him and they were interested in using our house for a, a scene in an episode of Chicago Fire. And so we accepted and, you know, there was a few things they had to prove before, you know, we were accepted, you know, amongst, I guess, other houses. And so finally, you know, they gave us the answer. Hey, you know, we picked your house. And we were so thrilled, you know, and then because with that came a substantial amount of money that they paid us to use our house that we did not expect that just literally landed on our lap. And at that moment, I knew that we had done nothing to deserve it, you know, yeah. and, and, and the Lord answered a prayer that we needed. And we're still living off of that money. And that was uh, um, at the end of November that we received it. And we're still living off of that money, praise God. And, 
I mean, I've never had something happen so quickly, you know, and just felt so undeserving, you know, but I I praise God and I just want to glorify him through it. Yeah. Well, this guy was headed to your door. God knew that you were going to be on your knees. I mean, Wanda, that is that. Listen, what a great story, Wanda. See if they need another house. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) That's so great. Doing any filming in Indiana? <laughs> hey! Chicago Fire. I know Elliot. He's Chicago saying. Fire. That's right. Oh, my goodness. That is awesome, Wanda. <sighs> breakthrough prayer. Let's go there. Come on. Give us your stories. And the breakthrough prayer is not an answer like you believe necessarily. It's something that just like, whoop. Coming out of the blue. It's like, oh, my goodness, God sees it all. If I wasn't looking for it, I might have missed it. Yeah. Giving hope directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, we're trying to get calls. Uh, we lost you, Donovan Price. We saw you calling in. Call back 312-274-9624. Um, this is so important. Oh. My heart just yearns for this for you because I know what it is to go through extended seasons where you're praying because you should. And when you're praying because you should, are you you saying, Carl, that God won't answer those prayers? No, God's always on the move, and God answers things when we aren't even asking. But this is true. You don't have because you don't ask. James told that dispersed group of people, these are people that have gone through the diaspora. They are dispersed Jewish people, Jewish believers who are now being persecuted. And he says, you don't have because you don't ask. And when you ask, you ask with the wrong motives. So if we can get our motives aligned for the glory of God and say, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, look out. That's breakthrough prayer. Donovan Price with us right now. What do you say, Donovan? Hey, brother. How are everybody? Doing great, man. Um, Actually, I prayed um, in the midst of my calling in the streets. I prayed that God would protect the the calling, not protect me, protect the calling. And um, as he made that uh, made that happen, I had almost forgotten that that I had prayed that. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) you know, it's weird. We were in we were we were driving in Park Ridge the other day. My bride and I, we were driving away from a store that we went to get some treats. We were driving down the road, and uh-huh. your name came up, and we prayed for you. And we were just saying, man, I have got to hear from Donovan. I haven't heard from Donovan in a while. And, <laughs> and we were talking about this whole issue of protection, but you've seen God's hand protecting you, haven't you, Donovan? Absolutely. Protecting me. I've had guns pulled on me, et cetera. And protecting, as I said, the calling. Yes. People talking against it, God squashing that, and yeah. and and letting some folks know that this is me, you who this is me, <laughs> you know, and uh, and 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 so you, you, it has caused me to start praying more in more detail. Yeah, and and Donovan, as I've seen must, God move in detail, you must see often that when you pray, God, your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, God, all glory to you. You must see answers to prayer come out of left field, dude. I mean, crazy things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because things happen that only he would know would happen and not I. And so 
those when 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 you see things happen and they're immediately handled by God or they're handled by God and you find out afterwards yeah. the remnants. Yeah. Uh, you know, you see the path that he has made for you and you know only he could have made that path. Yeah, if you're listening. And I right, see it, you know, left and right. You're listening right now to Donovan Price, great brother, man, street preacher, um, and uh, really a minister to the streets and the people of Chicagoland. What he does, Boom Crew, is he goes, he gets called by city officials to go in the aftermath of shootings to care for grieving moms, dads, brothers, and sisters that have just lost a loved one. And he often, he has, he has had to wipe up blood off porches and then go inside a home and care for the needs of those souls. I'm not stretching it. He has done that. That's how God uses Donovan Price. And it's a beautiful thing. I love you, bro dog. You're an answer to my bride and I who were just talking about you. We are talking behind your back, Donovan, just a couple of days ago. <laughs> but it was all good. Well, that's common. <laughs> <laughs> well, God bless you all. I love you all. We love you, you, Donovan. Donovan. You keep Donovan. it going, baby. Uh, coming up here, uh, you know what? Let's, let's keep rolling. Uh, let's. We got a lot of calls coming in. Let's let's be pinpointed here. Yeah, tell us uh, tell us about the breakthrough prayer uh, that you prayed. Three one two two seven four nine six two four. Boom Crew, celebrate what God is doing in you. This is Carl and Crew mornings. We're tackling breakthrough prayer today, and here's the bottom line. And this is the angle that we're wanting to hit, and it's real simple. When we pray. And we pray saying, your will be done. Not with a prejudged idea about how this prayer is going to be answered, but we know God has a vantage point we don't have and that he is good and that he can see the beginning from the end. It makes us pray without a timeline. It does. Makes us say, all right, it feels crunch time here, but you know time. It makes us pray without preconceived ideas about what the cat hair is going to go down here. Yeah. And it opens us wide open to go, surprise me, God. I'm going to live with my head on a swivel. You just surprise me. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Tim from Chicago. Tim, tell us about your breakthrough prayer. Um, yeah, thanks. My, uh, my church was going through a very difficult time to the point where we thought we were going to have to close. We were seeking the Lord where he'd want us to, to do with the, with the church. And God had a man to us, a very seasoned, mature believer, uh, who just happened to be coming by, and he asked, can I help in any way? And we told him our situation, and he said he could come and help uh, as an interim for a little while. And we were going to afford a part-time person. And so he stayed with us for three years in a part-time position. He just helped us through a time of real healing and uh, helped us to focus on what our real calling and ministry was and what our purpose was as a, as a body to, to reach out to our community. And it came to a point where God was calling him into another ministry, and we knew we needed to do something. And uh, we thought, well, we needed to get a full-time pastor. And we didn't know how that was going to happen either because we didn't think we could afford a full-time pastor. And God uh, had a call from a guy who said, the Lord that we didn't even know very well was from the area, but he said, God's put your name in my heart for some reason. So I'm just calling, can I help in any way? And we explained our circumstances. And he said, well, I mean, maybe we can help a little bit. And there's another person that came, came along. And instead of trying to afford a full-time pastor, we ended up having 
a full-time pastor and a part-time pastor who are, we helped go through seminary training, who's finished that now, and now he's with us too. So we have two full-time pastors, and the church is just booming and growing. And even last night, we had a time of prayer. Just many people gathered, and the prayer culture is just developing in our body. And it's exciting to see what God's done in the last uh, six years. So we're, we're just thanking him very much. Tim, way to go, my man. Boom, brother. Wow. That's why we call you the Boom Crew right there. Desiree in Chicago, what do you say, Desiree? Hello. Um, well, I had a prayer to the Lord for many months about curing my son's cancer. He had a glioma, brain cancer. And it was discovered, uh, thankfully, through another accident where he required a CT scan in bed for all this time, but one day just completely broken. And I, I just couldn't pray that same prayer any longer about, you know, Lord, please heal my son. The prayer became your will, not mine. Hmm. And then I had to look and I had to see what are people going to say when I'm at this funeral, when I have the a peace that surpasses understanding, when I know that, that I'm in agreement with God's will, even if I don't understand it. It's 11 years my son has been cancer-free, even a CAT scan last year, no sign of brain tumor at all. Wow. And all glory to God. Yeah, way to go, Desiree. You know, I think when we release the outcome and really give it to a holy God and go, God, I don't know what's going to happen here. Because we got to remember, sometimes it is to God's glory and his will. I mean, Enoch walked with God so strong that he said, whoop, you're out of here, dude. I'm taking you home. You look at the Hall of Fame of Faith, and it was to the glory of God that some died a painful death. Mm -hmm. And God, in his grace, leveraged that to his glory in an amazing way. And you might say, how do you get there? All I can tell you is we live with full abandonment and trust in Jesus Christ, knowing that he loves us, that the Father sees the beginning from the end, his vantage point is perfect, and the Holy Spirit is with us. I've often wondered, would I take a bullet for Jesus? And you know what? I want to tell you something. No. God's going to have to show up in that 11th hour when I have to. And you know what I know? He will. He will. Our God is good, guys. I don't know what you're up against today. I don't know what mountains you're tunneling through. I don't know what rivers you're crossing. But I know that God specializes in things thought impossible. He'll do the things others cannot do. Breakthrough prayers about trusting his holiness, his sovereignty, his omniscience, his omnipotence. He is great. And greatly to be praised. Get more from your morning show. Check us out on social media. Just search Carlin Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. Well, if you've got to uh, do movie nights in your household, we do new movie nights in ours. I've got a 13 and a 10-year-old. There's a good chance you're looking to this streaming service to find something that's safe to watch for the whole family. Michael Scott joining us this morning, CEO of Pure Flix and Pinnacle Peak 
Pictures. Launched in 2015, Pure Flix is one of the largest faith and family streaming services in the world. Michael, I'm having trouble getting Pure Flix out this morning, but you've got a ton of content that's safe for the whole family. That's so glad to have you with us this morning. First, just give us uh, the backstory of how you got this whole thing started. Gosh, that goes back a ways. You know, one of the things is uh, I was a PK. I was a pastor's kid. And so I grew up in the church. I always say I slept under the pew, over the pew, on the pew. And I was in (laughs) church seven days a week. And I had this passion for film. And I always wanted to marry the two together, my faith and my film background. And through my career, I saw You know, I did a lot of commercials for like Apple and Taco Bell and car manufacturers. And I saw the power of media. You could take a 30 second commercial and you could sell a taco, a car, whatever it is. And I said, gosh, if we could use this for the gospel and harness it and tell incredible stories. So in 2005, we launched PureFlix and started making films. And we saw the power of that go out. And what I realized from that is we needed to have a streaming service in, in everybody's home that we could reach families across the U.S. and eventually across the world that we could touch them with incredible movies and television that would be highly impactful and that would really be what I what we say our purpose here is to be a light in the darkness where we can do films that ultimately point you towards God and not away. Mm. Now, how do you maintain uh, being family friend friendly? I mean, I, I'm sure it gets difficult to find and make movies that continue to be both entertaining and well-produced and well-done, but also keep it to where the whole family can watch. That's right. You know, it's always, we have a full team here that watches every piece of content and every piece of content we produce, you know, we vet it. We look at all different things. We want to make sure it doesn't have, you know, that those language sex or violent surprises. And, and we want to make sure that it is safe. And ultimately, though, it's got some sort of message of hope, redemption, forgiveness, you know, key themes that we think are, are important, especially in such a divided society that we have today. So what are you, some of your top titles? I, 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 there's a couple of them that I, I've seen, oh, but you tell me what are some of the top ones? You know, some of the classics that people love, they love the God's Not Dead series. Yes. A lot of people know maybe God's Not Dead 1 and 2, but there's actually four God's Not Dead movies, and they're all available on the service. Each one covers a different topic to the existence of God, to the existence of Jesus, and other topics. And so I think it's a great series. If you want to know that your faith is not blind, uh, the God's Not Dead series will help encourage you and strengthen your faith to know that there's substance to it. And then, you know, we have other ones like The Case for Christ and Do You Believe? But one of the things I'm super excited about, you know, it's not just the old classic movies that come out in the theaters over the last couple of years, but we're we're getting ready to launch a new series from Karen Kingsbury on her best-selling novel, A Thousand Tomorrows. Mm. And those of you who don't know Karen Kingsbury, she's a New York Times best-selling author. It's an incredible series. It's kind of got that Western rodeo feel. It's wrapped in a love story, and it's really how God kind of comes down, intervenes, and, and what happens there. It's really powerful, and we're super excited about yeah. that. So what is it like to work as a Christian CEO in Hollywood? Most people don't think of uh, filmmaking as necessarily a uh, Christian right. <laughs> occupation. How do you balance it? You know what? I think the key is it's you, you don't need to compromise is the key. And and it's not it's knowing 
who and what you are in Christ, and then making sure that is portrayed in the movies and what you're doing. And if you know those things, I think that you can balance it. There's challenges, I think, in every job, no matter what you have, you're challenged on your faith. But if you're if you're solid in your faith, I think that you can overcome those challenges. Not that it, it's not going to be easy, but uh, you, you can make it. And I think being a Christian in Hollywood, what I find, though, is that so many people, when they find out what you do, there are people that are put off, but there's also a host of people that are curious, like, you know, tell me more about that. Oh, I'd love to do that. Um, some people might even be scared, like, oh, I'm scared to try one of these films. But and then I encourage them, talk to them and say, why don't you come over and act in one of these films? When should you do it? You know, because a lot of people, they grew up Christian. Yeah. Sometimes Hollywood can change people, but, you know, for the good or the bad, you know. And so I think it's just a matter of making sure you keep, uh, you know, Jesus the number one priority. Your background, you have degrees in theology and applied science. You've always had a passion for uh, for movies, for film. Mm-hmm. How has God used this journey in, in your walk, in your faith walk, as you've kind of been a part of this whole endeavor? You know what? It's funny. You say applied science. It looks like I'm a scientist or something. Actually, that's code word. My film degree is called a degree in applied science. So it's actually a film degree. You know, it was, I actually, when I first did it, I was like, I'm getting a film degree. I have a theology degree and I have some cultural anthropology background in terms of uh, <laughs> uh, some saying, and how does all this work together? But you know what? God has a funny, funny sense of humor. And it, it, it was the perfect, I think, mix of education and everything to kind of bring together. Awesome. So what is your favorite movie? I I've, have to ask, what's your personal oh, favorite? You know what? My personal favorite, I love the movie, uh, Do You Believe? And the reason for that is it, it's, it's kind of these eight storylines and how God intervenes in each of these storylines and how God kind of weaves this incredible tapestry Uh, in life that we don't understand and we will really never fully understand until you kind of see that picture play out. And it may look like a mess on one side of the tapestry, but if you come around to the other, it's a beautiful thing. And I think Do You Believe is kind of what I call that Christian crash movie where all these storylines meet and converge in the end and have this incredible ending that's powerful and really shows the power of Jesus in it. I think that was one of my favorites. But I'm super excited. We're getting ready to shoot another God's Not Dead movie this summer. Ooh. And we have we have some other films that have come to the platform uh, recently. Nothing is Impossible is a great film. We just released Legacy Peak, another film. Um, we have Heaven Sent, Saved by Grace, Unlikely Angel. The list goes on and on. So there's a lot of films to choose from. And I think people ask sometimes, is there something for me? I don't, I don't like just this. We have action. We have comedy. We have drama. Uh, we have every aspect on there. We have faith films. We have family films. And if you have the kids, we have a ton of kids films from VeggieTale to Bible Man to new, new cartoons and new series. So there's something for everybody on Pure Flix to enjoy. Thank you to Michael Scott, the CEO of Pure Flix and Pinnacle Peak Pictures, for being our special guest this morning. Check it out, pureflix.com, pureflix.com. Ready for your next movie night. Michael, thanks for being with us today. Thanks so much for having me on. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.